0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Stellar Entrepreneur Show at Womenaligns.com. Yes, friends, it's time to talk to some entrepreneur who has achieved something from which you can learn a lot. You can get inspiration and you can have your dreams come true by following her path. Yes, we are having Ninda Sahir. Friends, 5G connectivity is heralded as a game changer for mobile and wireless communications. The development of the technology opens up the possibilities for new business models and innovation for key areas, such as Singapore's marine time industry and the push for industry 4.0. So Nina Seher aims to be at the forefront of this change as the founder of KNIFE, one of Singapore's leading edge computing startups. Yes, friends, today we are having an entrepreneur who has taken a step in the field of leading edge computing startup. Knife Labs is a multi-cloud edge-figuring stage that arranges responsibilities from the cloud to organize to the edge. It totals telcos, server forms, and hyperscalers to give a stage that can move jobs on request. Let's hear more from Nida and understand what her startup is all about. Welcome, Nida, to our show.
1: Thanks, Charu. Thanks for having me
0: here. Such a pleasure to have you, Nida. So, yes, please share about your startup and about yourself as a person.
1: So, yes, let me start with my startup first. Um, I work on a company called Knife, N-I-F-E, which is actually an amalgamation of two com- uh, two metals, nickel okay. and ferris. Mm -hmm. So nickel and Ferris together form the core of the earth and a lot of uh, planetary and meteorological meteoroids and other things like that. So we want to be core of every single application. That's what our aim is. And how do we do that? By helping customers know which is the right infrastructure for them to deploy. Like you rightly said, hyperscalers, 5G environment, cloud environment, we can help customers do that uh, simply. And that has been our aim. A lot of people think that NI in Knife actually stands for my name because NI also yes. is Nida. Yes. yes. But, yeah, but actually, that's not true. Um, maybe to some extent, I would have to say. But yeah, so coming to me, um, mm-hmm. I started this company about two and a half uh, years ago. Okay. And prior okay. to that, I worked in a hardcore uh, enterprise infrastructure space. I uh, did my corporate career, did a whole bunch of entrepreneurial courses. I've always wanted to be um, an entrepreneur and uh, quit my job in 2017 and moved on to the next goal in my life, which was to build a startup. This is my second startup. So uh, my first startup didn't do that well. Yeah, but I had a lot of learning from there. Fantastic. And how is Nita as a person? We'd love to know more about you. Nida as a person is extremely stubborn. Uh, extremely perseverant, uh, will not give up. Resilience wow. is what people uh, uh, say a lot about me. Um, but um, more, more often or not, I think I'm a very sensitive person. Um, have the same uh, things that everyone else goes through. I think in our, our age groups, especially anxiety and you know all those things are very prevalent. But yeah, I love cats. I love swimming. Uh, I love poetry. Those are the other things that I do apart from um, building this startup and being as stubborn and resilient as possible. Yeah, Fantastic.
0: I'm sure that resiliency in you has helped you to climb this journey and you are here and talking about your second startup. So what are the three most important habits to be a successful entrepreneur? You have been through an entrepreneurial journey and you must have seen so much. So can you share some insights about it?
1: Yeah, so I think um. Um. There's a. Um. I would say a speaker, a mentor of sorts that um, I know of called Vedishwaran, who's also a father of Indian uh, e-commerce. Okay. He actually wrote in a blog saying there are seven things that every startup founder should have uh, should be willing to give up or should be willing to do things, and the characteristics were nothing related to your. Uh. Your. Uh, what do I say? Your. Uh. Skill set as a profession or you know your the things that you pick up. He said all you need is blood sweat years a whole bunch of hard work passion desire to uh, you know continuously work and to to be there out and out and you know wow. conquer whatever Super. so I think <laughs> I think the three things that you need is really um, grit I would say it's really mm-hmm. important because there's so much learning and unlearning that you have to do in a, in a startup world. That you know, no matter how technically strong you are or what kind of degrees you have, there's so much learning and unlearning, right? Grit is very I important, agree. and and passion, yeah, because day in Pass and day out, yeah, definitely, yeah, you're working with employees, you're working with customers, you're trying to uh, please investors. So I think the passion towards what you're building, if you don't like it, you're not going to succeed. Definitely, yeah. And I think the third thing is, um, you know, uh, a whole bunch of um, um, uh, more than passion and grit, I would say, wanting to make a mark, right? Prove, yeah. prove something in the world. I think that is what, uh, because you'll go out and out and do things if you have these elements. Too, That's what I would too. say are the most important characteristics. <laughs> of, of course, uh, time management,
0: productivity. Yeah, and let's that. go uh, Definitely, we have a big list. Definitely. But definitely, you have shared. The most important one which every entrepreneur I mean aspires to definitely have in the list so as an entrepreneur what are the biggest challenges I mean you have it's not an easy I always say entrepreneurship is like walking in a park but it's the park is the Jurassic Park because you never know from where you get one dinosaur and then you have to cross him and the second dinosaur comes and then you have to cross that so yeah what has been your journey and want to share something
1: yeah, I will tell you two things. Um, I mean, way back when I graduated from college, it was like 2008 or something. And startups had the, the word startup had started picking up, right? All right? And even in college, we were trying to say, Oh, how do we build a startup kind of a thing, even that early um, on. And we always associated startups with glamour, Very right? True. We said, you become a startup founder. You have you're glamorous because then you're doing so much work. You have so much money. You're gonna buy a, a lot of property, and then you'll have cars and all that stuff. It's not like it's that. Not, <laughs> absolutely not absolutely like that. Not. It's just it's day in and day out of work, right. work, 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 right? Um, but I, I'll also tell you one thing that um I was in corporate for about ten years and oh. um. I actually won about thirty-five awards in a span of uh, ten years that I worked in corporate. Fantastic. And the thing was, the thing was, I was a workaholic. Yeah, I used to go to office at seven. I used to relish work, come out of office at nine o'clock, and you know, but then I was never happy. Like I, I would go back to my managers, and I would say, like you know, something more challenging, something more challenging. Okay. And they would give me more work. It, it was not like you know, I'm just. A uh, super workaholic and my managers are just saying that just go chill for a weekend or whatever stuff they would tell me that as well but they would give me more work and then I would get bored every six months right every six months I would go back and ask for something more challenging okay so <laughs> this is the first time in my life that I felt that challenges don't end you you get up tomorrow morning there'll be a new challenge it'll be something about some uh, employee, something about some customer, it'll be something about a new strategy that we're implementing. So there's so much learning and uh, it's a lifetime of learning really. So I quite enjoy that. But then it's really not a walk in the park. You have T-Rex, you have all kinds of dinosaurs popping up from here and there, alligators, crocodiles, reptiles, you'll see everything over here. And more importantly, you will also see a lot of sharks who just want to yes. uh, <laughs> just want to make use of you uh, as a kind of founder. But uh, yeah, I, um, it, it's a it's a very pleasurable journey. Uh, would not <laughs> would not have done it any differently than any what challenge.
0: I had. You want to highlight something you remember that that was extreme challenge and you crossed it and you were happy about it.
1: Oh my God! So um, I was um, so. I moved from India to Singapore Hmm. way back in 2020 during pandemic, right? It was, I think the first cluster that came out in Singapore was probably around Jan 21st. I don't remember the dates. Yeah, I landed up in Singapore on 11th Jan, right? I saw. And I was, raising, <laughs> yeah, I was raising funds, right? So um, I moved to Singapore and whatever happened, um, 21st March, they said um, the flights are going to stop and then whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then my investors would come back with the results on 27th March. Okay? okay. So I called up home on 21st and then I said, Papa, listen, there is a slight chance that I might get stuck over here, but I'm going to take the risk. okay okay Okay. i'm gonna take the risk because 21st maybe it will close maybe it will not and i think a day or a day after that all the flights were completely shut down so here i'm in singapore 27th i haven't made my investment okay but i have no money because i'm not on a job and i've moved to singapore with limited resources definitely so fantastic fantastic. I have lease for another month. I'm like, fine. Uh, April will get over. And then, you know, I'll finally come out of it. Um, April goes, May comes. We've moved apartments now because the lease got over in one apartment. I've moved somewhere else. And I'm like, investment has not come in as yet. My investors are telling me that, you know, it will come by May end. So Ooh. May becomes the next. Time. June. Yes. May becomes June, becomes July, becomes August august oh dear and, oh my god so oh. and uh, yeah and i'm i'm living off my savings from uh, my past you. life right so here i am trying to see how i can live a proper life say, spend less amount of money build my startup while i'm doing that That's and then at the same T-Rex. time <laughs> challenge <laughs> Oh God, I I don't know. When I recall the time, it just seems so funny. But um, but it was really aggravating. It was like tension every single day because you know every month because said, time. Because around the first around first year doing a lot of things. So anyway, in May on May twenty second, I think I told my uh, investor that I'm going to raise uh whether or not I raise the funds, I'm going to register a company because I need to hire interns and I need to start working on the product. So there in in my uh, condo, whichever condo that I was living in, Pongal, I just okay. went ahead, I registered my company. All my interns are remote. And, you know, we we're working day in and day out. Finally, we made it through investment in September. But then the investment came in in January. So this is how it was. Must be a I, journey. I, must be a yeah, journey. I don't,
0: some, no, I don't know for your what, patience and your determination that. You continue and
1: you never as you said you are stubborn so yeah that's stubborn yeah, part yeah. You. there were times when people sat me down like my friends in singapore they sat me down and they said what are you doing it what are you doing right you know you you can just get on the next flight go back home whenever the uh they are uh, ready to the call service. you yeah i yeah, just go back you know there's no point waiting for it and then i had other people who were telling me okay, why don't you pick up a job here, right? You know, why do you have to wait for an investment, right? Uh, because what we're working in is on a deep tech space. It's not something that I'll make a product in a month's time and mm. it'll be out and out and people... Technology going. So takes it, time, it going definitely. Happen. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, uh, th- that is something Good that I truth. would say. Definitely, and inspiring
0: that, yeah, the patience helps. And at times we have to trust our intuition, which people say women are blessed with some intuition. And I'm sure that intuition must be helping you to survive the time. And you are here with us now. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, we want to know more about your work, your companies. What makes your startup stand out from all other startups in your niche? You want to highlight?
1: So of course, uh, you know my CXO team has more than uh, all of us put together have more than hundred years experience. So I got my technical architect, uh, who who has about thirty years experience, one of my previous companies from EMC uh, Square. He's there. Uh, one of the first employees of Yahoo uh, does our operations work. So she's team there. Is uh, team is strong.
0: Team is strong.
1: Super strong, right? And then we've done this day in and day out when we were working in uh, in the enterprise space. We've done this for large scale customers like Bloomberg, like New York Stock Exchange, and so on and so forth. Just so want to interrupt.
0: Should... Just want to interrupt a little. Would uh, you want to explain in a lingo for a common man what is Knife exactly doing? Can you share simple
1: language? Okay. Knife is. Cutting latency, like cutting all the uh, issues that you have when you take about talk about deployments. So forget about what is deployment, what is application. Just let's just forget about all that. Right. right. Think you're booking like an Airbnb, um, in some place in France. Okay. Okay. You want countryside. You want you have a budget, and then you have um, you know, a certain number of people that are going with you, and then you have certain dates in mind. Okay. Right? So what you do, you go onto an Airbnb website, you put in all the filters, and then you say, this is the place that I want to go and book. Right. Yes? Yeah. We do that for applications. We just do that for applications. So application needs to be somewhere. It needs to be in Singapore, in a specific area. And there are certain reasons. Um, there has to be faster performance. There has to be lower cost or maybe higher cost. Uh, the customer doesn't care. You know, there are any number of factors in which you want to put push the application in a certain location. So that's what we do. We are Airbnb for applications. Applications.
0: That's a beautiful description. I will always remember. <laughs> yeah, so so that yeah, really, you continue. continue. Yeah. yeah and so that's, the team is strong. Yeah. Yeah. You shared about the team, the, the team, team part is very strong and you were saying very experienced the people are team there.
1: Is, team is super experienced, but I think the biggest thing that I, I think I would say our company has is the value system, right? So we are very, very customer first, like, you know, whatever time the customer calls, we want to solve the customer's issue. So I have my CTO who says that, listen, let's get involved with the customer first. Yeah. Let's solve this problem, right? Rather yeah. than us wanting to make a sell just because I can make a sell. Let's give a value addition to the customer. So yeah. I think that's what I would say. The third thing is our, 60% of our team is uh, women. Okay. Oh, and um, and it's, not, <laughs> yeah, it's not something that I, w- I would want to like brag about, but what we did strategically is that um, we picked out women who were restarting their careers. Okay. Some of them. Okay. and that that worked very well for us because here are these women who are working with us who have a point to prove. Okay, because they they have struggled to get a job in the mainstream. Okay. Yeah. 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 So um and they, they are talented, they're super talented. They're amazing, amazing women. Experience. right? So, yeah, experience. So I think there is a lot of drive that the team overall has, and that drive typically comes because Almost all our team is, you know, superly passionate about uh, passionate about whatever we're building, and they all want to prove a point. So, yeah. So I think th- that's that's what I would say. Very good. The Fantastic. CX team, the low yeah. team, and the values.
0: Fantastic. So now, being in the tech field and this latest technology field, I'm sure time must be some factor which you have to manage, right? And you must have picked some skills to boost your productivity for work
1: share some one tip which can help other women entrepreneurs yeah so i always say that there is a concept that says work-life balance right so i personally think it's work-life integration so you have work you have life and then you have integrated work life right so this means that when i'm in nine to five doesn't mean that i can't go to a dentist right it it means that i can take time off my work and go to the dentist and come back and then continue working um depending till the time I want to work so I think my biggest takeaway here is that instead of thinking about um a restricted amount of work and then life think of it as an integration the second thing that I do is I've realized there are certain activities that drain you and then there are certain activities that energize you for example I'll give you um swimming actually helps me energize okay so no matter what I do, if I go swimming in the morning, I'm I'm energetic. Even midday, I can come back. Day. It's not sleepy. Yeah, I'm I'm actually very energetic. So I bundle my work along with things that make me energized. Fantastic. So swimming is one activity. Sometimes I've seen, like if I'm very confused, you know, picking up needles and doing some crochet work actually helps me out. Or um, yeah, middle of the day, you know, I'm very fond of poetry. So you know I'm whatever. Then I pick up poetry and I read it, and then so the reason why I'm able to do this is because I don't differentiate work from my life, and everything is integrated. Beautiful. So there are, yeah. I I think that that's my takeaway from it. Figure out what is more energizing for you. Bundle that, those activities. Like a lot of people find cooking actually very energizing. Yeah. So that, that's something that you know people have to do. Yeah,
0: It's a fantastic piece of advice because I will highlight, especially other women entrepreneurs who are going to listen to this talk, that once we start prioritizing our self-care, because this way we are giving time to ourselves, our requirements, because now we are thinking what is energizing us. You are getting back to your original energy. Everybody should be having the clarity about themselves, what they enjoy, and they can integrate as you mentioned. It has to be integrated together. That can be wonderful for them. They can perform better, I'm hopeful. Yes. So, any significant aha moment you want to share with us before we end our conversation?
1: Aha moment, yes. I think the biggest aha for me has been, as an entrepreneur, the biggest aha for me uh, has been that my company is a reflection of who I am. So, it's... How do I say this? Technically, you have those aha moments when you've uh, made some changes to your platform, or you know you've made a customer entry or whatever. But my biggest thing that I've realized is that the the value, my values, I carry forward to my team and my company. So the more and more better I am, yeah. the better the company becomes. And I don't do it like I don't talk to each and every employee that I have in my company, but I've realized how it cascades down right and I've right. also realized most of my work is people management Okay. and the rest of it is um, excel so I think that that has been my aha the fact that people are important and the fact that values uh, help out quite yeah. a lot yeah
0: fantastic so last question uh, please share some message for women Alliance audience
1: yeah I mean only thing that I have to say I mean I, I say this all the time for women right uh, a lot of metrics and a lot of data says women are very low risk takers, right? Um, the reason why they uh, they tend to be, you know, in their own uh, cocoon is because they don't want to take risk or they're afraid. So my only advice is just don't be afraid. Just don't limit yourself with any belief that says that I cannot do something, right? You can wear braces at 40 on a personal yes. level, uh, but you can also climb a mountain You can always do things that you think you can't do, okay? You just need to streamline and focus a little bit more on that. But it's really important to take risks. And I'm really not saying that climb a mountain, but I'm saying take those smaller risks so that you You can can go along. Beautiful advice you have shared, Neda. You yourself
0: are example because in the field which you're working, there are very few women and you have taken that risk, you have taken that leap. And now you're running your own startup. So this is going to inspire many other women who are having that dream. And we should give them that boost that they can take the next step. It's all about taking that action and first leap towards your journey. Thank you so much for sharing so wonderful insights. We wish you all the best for your startup and take care. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you.
1: Thank you.